0: gateworld.net presents an exclusive interview with atlantis writer and producer martin Garrow. gateworld.net i'm david reed and i'm once again here with mr martin gero in his lovely lovely office martin good to be with you it's really not that nice but thank you thank you very, very much good to be back with you you've been busy during hiatus uh that's true that's true i have been pretty busy what were you up to? Uh,
1: I uh, I uh, directed a movie in uh, in Toronto uh, for a company called ThinkFilm and a company called Cristal, and uh, so I'm just in the process of kind of finishing that up uh, for the next uh, little bit. I've been I've been flying back and forth between Toronto, and Vancouver on the weekends uh, every weekend except for this weekend. Uh, so uh, so yeah yeah it's been it's been a little exhausting, but it was a lot of fun and. Uh, it's nice to be back at work at
0: How is season 4 shaping up for the show and for you thus far?
1: Um, It's great I mean you know I think probably what you've heard from I don't know who, who else you've talked to but it is uh, first and foremost a lot less work which is uh, uh, great because you know I've been used to writing seven to eight episodes a year and this year I have to write four I'm maybe gonna do five so my writing work has been cut in half which <clears throat> with the film and everything is is actually been it's the only way that I I was able to do that and um now now you know the it's it's strange because we're we still feel really busy because we actually I mean all of the there were you know of those seven or eight scripts you write a year three of those were usually crazy rush jobs you know and so it's nice to be able to have the time to actually uh so hopefully the writing is all a lot better <laughs> this year. Uh, we have no excuse this year if if any of these scripts are bad uh, because we've had uh, an ample amount of time to mm-hmm. write them. You know, we we started shooting episode one with episode ten starting to be written, and you know we've just never we've never been that far you know ahead. Uh, we we've had drafts of scripts floating around at the beginning of a season like last season we had a lot more written than we had for the two previous seasons mm-hmm. but this year we actually have like I'm done with that one <laughs> I'm moving on to something else weeks before uh production starts on on something else so I mean that's that's uh that is a, a real luxury and 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 uh and so far has really allowed us to 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 put a lot of work into drafts I mean it's unfortunate because it usually means we're doing you know a lot more work on the drafts that we have. But uh, but I think they're making better episodes, and, and in fact, mm-hmm. I, I think these first 10 are, are all pretty good. There's no misses in this first 10 yet.
0: <laughs> we'll see. I might screw that up. Well, you're increasing the digest time of the, the draft and the final script and everything, so there's really no excuse for it to be...
1: No, absolutely. And the show should be better this year. There's really no excuse and uh, yeah. making us all nervous in a weird way. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, when, when we were doing 40 episodes a year, it was easy to be like, ah, what do you want? We do 40 episodes a year. It's a lot
0: of work. Yeah. But now we're doing 20, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, what are your, some of your highlights uh, thus far for uh, shows? Anything you'd like to tease us about?
1: Well, it's tough because it's early, yeah. you know. So, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I have a handle on, I mean, Adrift. I, Adrift and Lifeline, I'm really, really happy with. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Carl did an amazing job on Lifeline, and I, I feel pretty confident behind the work in Adrift. And, and you know, we, we have a little bit more money this year for the show, which was kind of a surprise because we thought uh, with the... With going, you know, there's a great cost savings from doing one show, two shows at once, and we thought we'd probably take a hit mm-hmm. this year, but MGM has, you know, has, has coughed up some money, and of course we're running the movies side by side. So, so you know, there's, you know, there, I, I know that there was a concern that the production value of the show would go down. In fact, it's it's gone up, and we're able to spend kind of money that we would only be able to spend once or twice a year on episodes. Mm-hmm. Fairly consistently, like once every three episodes we have a pretty giant episode. So Adrift and Lifeline are massive, massive episodes. The end of season three was essentially a soft reset. A little bit. And uh um that doesn't last as long as some of us would have liked it to for a number of reasons. Uh but uh it it is, you know, with uh with Carter and uh, you know, weir and stuff like that. It we need to uh uh you know, there's there's a lot of changes this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh with uh, the introduction of Jules. So I mean, even though, you know, Atlantis isn't gonna be stuck in space for the whole season, it is somewhat of a reset and so it 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 uh a soft reset. And so it's uh it's important for us to to have gotten those episodes right and I think I think we have. Okay. Great. And then let's see what else we got here. Doppelganger is just great, it's a ton of fun. uh, uh you know, it's a great Robert Cooper episode. Travelers is uh, going to introduce uh, uh, hopefully recurring new guest star. Uh, we're just locking down the casting on that. I'm pretty excited about it. I can't say anything in case it doesn't guest happen. Guest star
0: for like the new race? Uh,
1: just a guest star. And uh, Missing is maybe one of my favorite episodes uh, I've ever read. Uh, written by Carl Binder. <laughs> Uh, directed by Andy McKenna Andy is so perfect for it. It's going to be a really great episode uh, with uh, with Jewel and Rachel. You know, a lot of the things that we when we sat down at the end of, of um, season three, one of the the big things that. Uh, you know, Paul especially wanted to take point on it when he, you know, came on as as showrunner with Joe is to bring Taylor to the forefront a little bit more, you know, like, she has oft been the forgotten character in, uh, in Atlantis. Just not anybody's fault, you know, like, I wrote a scene in, in, in First Strike about how, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on the, uh, when the, you do shows in and around the base about things going around on in the base, but there's nothing, there's not much for Ronan and Taylor to do, you know, like, uh, You know, I'm just writing another scene right now for my untitled episode where, which takes place on Earth and they're trying to, you know, they're figuring out corporate structures and and Ronan's just kind of surfing the net and they're like, well, what are you doing? He's like, well, you you, you want my help researching corporate structures? You know, tell me, tell me when I, you know, you have someone to point a gun at and then I'm, then I'm useful. So that that was, you know, that's, that's Ronan. He's but but Taylor is more of a dignitary and leader and stuff like that and so it was it was really important for us yeah. to kind of and you know for whatever reason those stories weren't getting told mm. so uh this year it was a priority, and, and we have a really exciting arc for her this year that uh, hopefully no one no one will see coming. Some really nice twists throughout the entire season, kind of uh, over over the course of three or four episodes. So yeah, it'll be nice. And it's it's a it's a str- it's a more it's a different type of arc for us because it doesn't it doesn't kind of happen over the course of like four episodes. You know, like it'll it'll happen throughout the entire season. An episode here, an episode there. It'll be mentioned an episode here, an episode there. So it'll, you know, I think, yeah. And uh, it's good. Reunion, great. It's a Joe Malazzi special reunion. A a great uh, Ronin episode with some really excellent backstory on, even more backstory on Ronin. And um, Tabula Rasa should be a fun one. Seer should be a fun one. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a... um, the untitled episode I'm writing right now, I guess we can probably say it is is a, a sequel to McCain, Mrs. Miller. Oh, so
0: you're doing the McKay episode this yes. year? and Jeannie's back. And Jeannie's back, so
1: I'm writing that right now. And Fantastic. it's less that Jeannie's back and more that we go to Genie It's it is almost exclusively an Earth-based episode. I think there's one scene that takes place or a couple scenes that takes place in Atlantis, but uh, you know we uh, we rarely use that Galactic Bridge to uh, you know like with the Galactic Bridge in place, it's pretty easy to get back and forth between Earth so one of the things we did want to do this year is have an Earth story or two you know. and also because we'd always avoided it because of Stargate, that was kind of Stargate Mm. territory and now that they're not around anymore we feel like we can, well we can tell an Earth story every now and again and you know that's always kind of my favorite part about Stargate, the Stargate franchise is that it takes place today now in the real world and it's harder to keep that in mind when you're watching Atlantis when you are in another galaxy and stuff like that so so it's a cool story and um, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's a lot of fun to write and uh, that draft is going to come in long. I'm probably having a little too much fun <laughs> writing uh, writing, for Kate, for writing for Kate and David again, uh, so uh, yeah, we're bringing everyone back. Uh, you know, Brendan, her husband's going to be back, the kid's going to be back, so it's going to be... Ah, uh, good. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good. I, mean? I hope it's a good episode.
0: Uh, will this episode allow us a brief glimpse of the completed Midway space station?
1: Uh, no, but you'll get that in the drift.
0: Oh, okay, great. All right.
1: And we're working on another story for later in the year where that will play very largely into one of the episodes.
0: Good because yeah, it's it's a pretty big deal for us to have that conduit. You know, if we it's it, a it huge deal threatened a little bit or. Well, you know,
1: we've kind of said that it's coming online. You know, like it's yeah. not fully completed yet. So yeah. in a drift, we kind of get a glimpse of it. Just it just starts to come back. You know, come online, and then was used in a couple of other stories, uh, and then we'll we'll, uh,
0: we'll do a big Gatebridge episode. Fantastic. All right. How do you feel Sunday has been received so far? I mean, everyone has seen it, but minus the United States. So. Right. Yeah.
1: That we're fixing, <coughs> by the way. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, the reason I know people are kind of upset that we're being pushed to October or potentially November. I, I know, but the the one good thing about it is that um, they're going to air it from what I understand, continuously. So you're going to get the full 20 episodes with a break in there for Christmas. Yeah. Um, so uh, so that'll be good. I think, weirdly, I think that, you know, I, I'm obviously nervous, I, I enjoy our summer winter cycle. I think it kind of, there's not a ton of competition for the show in that cycle, but mm-hmm. starting in November makes me a little weary, or October. Consider, especially considering Battlestar's ratings this year, yeah, and uh, so, but I mean, you know, sci-fi is just kind of—they're um, really making a play to have year-round programming, and they didn't want to kind of have all all, you know, all of their shows on one night anymore. And, and I certainly can understand that, and hope it works out for us. Whether, uh, but I dodged your question there. What were we talking about? Sunday, which mm-hmm. hasn't aired look I mean I'm incredibly proud of that episode i I really I really think it's it's uh maybe my maybe the maybe my best episode I mean there there are people here that think it's it's one of the best episodes we've ever done i I, I surely uh, can understand and empathize with Carson fans I'm, I'm one of them you know and um, look it just you know I, the 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 politics of of why it had to happen and and stuff like that are phenomenally complex, and um, uh, all, all I can say is I, I, I still feel like it was the right thing to do at the time, and um, uh, you know, it's science fiction, <laughs> so exactly. who, who knows? But uh, uh, I, I really th- look. I mean, I, I've said, you know, from the beginning, I'm working on this show. So I, I, I find it really difficult to write a show like this every week and not have people die Mm -hmm. you know like one of the things that I really admire about a show like The Sopranos or The Shield you know is that they are able to maintain a higher level of jeopardy in those shows because I really no one is safe like when I watch those shows you know you can shoot the lead in that show and I could I you know I will be like they might kill him he might die today that's amazing and it would you know obviously we're not ever going to be a show like that but I, I think it is important that, you know, in a show that has mortal jeopardy, you know, every episode for people that are close to us to die. I think, you know, it's, a, it's just a reality of the type of show. And, you know, I, I certainly understand, you know, like, look, I watch The Amazing Race. I'm a big Amazing Race fan. And uh, uh, I'm watching The Amazing Race All-Star at the moment. And uh, Robin Amber got voted off, uh, or not voted off. Robin Amber got knocked out, and I was basically like, "Well, forget it. Okay, I'm not watching this show anymore." <laughs> really? I love Robin Amber, <laughs> you know. But then I came to my senses, and I, you know, because I liked The Amazing Race, and I watched, and you know, and and and, um, you know, going downstairs and and talking to the, the fans today. That you know, there was the big uh, save Carson Beckett demonstration. And they were all very polite and very, very kind and, uh, you know, uh, you know, just kind of expressed a regret that I, you know, I share. I I really love that character, but, you know, somebody had to go and, uh, uh. It, it is a shame that it was Paul, and again, the, the re- it, it's really difficult to talk about because this, you know, it's, it's it's much it's a much different situation than Rainbow, you know, it's a much it's a much even it's a much more different situation than than even Tory, you know, coming becoming a recurring thing. It, it's uh, it it was phenomenally complex, and it was a decision made on a lot of levels, and it you know was the right thing to do at the time, mm-hmm. and and you know that being said. I think it was a great episode, so I feel very strongly that I, you know, I feel good about Sunday. You know, a lot of people, whether they didn't like the episode or not, said it, you know, it really affected them. And so, mm. you know, like I, I you know, i it. It's really hard to cry at the end of a Stargate episode, <laughs> and a lot of people cried at the end. Of, you know, like we showed it here, and, um, uh, you know, usually when you when you show an episode here, especially at, like at the director's cut stage, when we first get a chance to see the show all put together all the writers and producers sit down in a room and we basically just make fun of it for forty minutes we tear the show to pieces you know that's a dumb shot that's a dumb line reading you know that's uh, i can't believe they use that angle this is too cutty this scene is stupid. What does that even mean? You know, like, and, and it seems brutal to the outside eye. To the outside eye, they're like, gee, w- why would they? Come on now. That's a, But it's actually a very useful gauntlet to go through because, you know, after you watch it, whoever's in charge of that episode, whatever writer producer's in charge, has to go down and then do a final cut on it and, you know, bring it to time, lose things, expand other moments. So it's good. It's like the most brutal uh, audience testing ever, right? And so, you know, those guys were all pretty at this point you know and those it's it's a, it's a tough room to make laugh and it's a tough room to let alone make cry and so when we you know when uh, will did such an amazing job with his his first cut of um uh, and you know and sorry, mike bannis our editor you know the you know it started off like oh you can cut that because the episode is quite over and um but that last uh, two acts there is just silence and then you know when the lights came up you know, Brad. Brad was very, very emotional, and for a lot Sunday. lot of yeah for Sunday, and, and people were very, very emotional about it. So you know, I think that was worth it alone. You know, to kind of, you know, I really, I really, I really like to, you know, I, th- I think we all like to try to, you know, we strike a deal with the fans at the beginning of the year. I think that's so kind of an unspoken thing, which is like, okay, you loved the show last year or the year you you're you're still watching, so we're gonna do the episodes that we know you like. Fair, we're gonna do those at least half of the time. You know, we'll do the big adrifts and the you know uh, the uh, first strikes and and all of those. But then and 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 you know the the team episodes. But you got to give us three or four episodes a year where we're like we're just gonna try and look. It might not stick. You know, and that's and that's where you get that's where you know I think some of our better episodes have come out of. You know, and unfortunately, maybe we take that too far and then the audience is like, oh, well, I, you know, like I, I, you know, it was funny. <laughs> I We did some uh, market testing last year, and so we all sat in a room and these guys had been paid all this money to market research how the show was doing with audiences and stuff like that. And they said, okay, their three favorite shows are, uh, this was, I guess, season two was uh, Allies, uh, Grace Under Pressure, and uh, Duet... <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! Great for me. That is awesome." And I was d- joking about wanting a raise and all that stuff. And then they, and then they were like, "Their least favorite episodes."
0: Oh, no. oh Are
1: adrift, Grace under pressure, and duet. And I was like, "Huh? Okay. Well, that's very interesting." So I mean, like, it's you know those. Those, you know, the the I've been privileged enough to to do a lot of those. The, you know, the ideas haven't necessarily come for me, but I, you know, just the way that things have come down, I've written those kind of episodes that you know are maybe not the most uh, formatty and so uh, and they're the most divisive. So you know, like, what are you, what are you gonna do? I yeah, you can please some of the people all you know mm-hmm. some of the time and. That's that's all that's all I guess I'm trying to do. When
0: you said adrift, did you mean first strike? Sorry, oh. Ally season two. Yeah. So it was it was both a good and bad day for me. Uh, you were really excited about first strike. How are are you pleased with it uh, coming out the other side?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, effects heavy. Oof, a lot of effects, and and I owe a great debt of thanks to uh, Mark Savella and obviously Brad Wright because you know. Y- y- uh, I, I was—I had already started the production on the film when uh, uh, we were kind of yeah. f- just finishing up those shots, and 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 uh, you know, Brad's a showrunner; he has to say over everything. But y- you know, usually I—we all try to take as much burden as we can, and he—he mm-hmm. uh, he really came in and and uh, and is responsible, I think, for that show looking as as good as mm-hmm. it did. You know, Mark mm-hmm. Savella is a genius, and I don't understand how we pull off
0: the shots we do on the money we do. So he is—we're uh, very lucky to have him. Season three was very much about building character foundation. Is that continuing this year?
1: Absolutely. You know, like like I said, we try to strike a balance between the bigger team-driven episodes and the, you know, this is a Shepard episode, or this is a McKay episode, or this is a Taylor episode. And um, we're doing a lot of... It's about 50-50 this year, and and, and um, there's there's some of my favorite
0: episodes. Okay. The finale left Atlantis in deep space... Uh, what kind of story opportunities is that offering you for this year I mean where I mean they may not stay in deep space for very long mm-hmm. as as you've alluded to you, you you just said that it was a little bit too short um, That's not too wh- short. It feels organic the way we've done it. Oh, I mean
1: okay. Carl and I kind of you know or Joe, were, were, uh, were really kind of uh, pushing for um, you know to maybe spend even the first ten lost in space, mm-hmm. you know and um, but for a number of incredibly valid reasons, that wasn't going to work.
0: Right, you and can't get a
1: lock on a stargate. Yeah, and like that. well, you know, we had. You can always come up with stuff to get around that. But uh, you know, we. Um, uh, so you know, everyone decided. You know, the first two, first three were about right, and um, uh, and so we've we've come up with a story that I don't think feels rushed, like it. And what it what it gives you is, you know, like all you're looking for. In a season finale, because, you know, you're teeing up another episode that you don't really know what it's about yet, you know, and because, you you know, this year we had the privilege of knowing that we had the pickup before, so we at least knew, you know, what we kind of wanted to do, and casting wise some stuff that was going to happen, so... So, uh, I think it tees up the next two episodes perfectly. I mean, it, you you can't ask for more jeopardy than, you know, being lost in space with, you know, power dwindling and and not knowing where you are and mm-hmm. being unable to exactly. contact. You know, like the my favorite part about season 1 was, you know, how isolated they were. And uh, we just wanted to kind of recapture that a little bit, and that's what the first that's what the first two episodes do. And it
0: makes you do incredibly risky and stupid things, and that's what Lifeline's about. <laughs> <laughs> How do you see season four as adding to the Atlantis and greater Stargate mythos? Mythos? Wow. See, he's, yes, he's, I like to use big He's lines. finished school,
1: now he can use mythos. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, you know, it, it's... I watch TV because of characters. I just love characters, you know, and I happen to love the characters on, on this show. So uh you know, I think any any chance to, you know the the show has a great sense of fun and adventure while I, I hope uh ever gradually deepening those characters and their relationships with each other. So You know, I don't know that we have a specific goal for, you know, what we want to do as a franchise with this season. I think, you know, for me and everybody else here, I think we just really dig hanging out with Mm. the characters and want to take them on cooler adventures and see what it does to them,
0: you know? How did you come to the conclusion that leaving Lantia was the uh, best course of growth for the show? To add a, a level of adventure to it or a level of well. insecurity because we've had this planet for so long and now we're going to take off from it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I personally had a problem
1: with um, uh, everyone in the universe, everyone in that galaxy knows where Atlantis is, everyone. And so, if the only thing that comes out of this is we're on a different planet that people can't go to. You know, like we try, we did the whole invisible city thing for a while, and that was incredibly effective. But, you know, word got out again. Word will get out again, too, this time. But I, if only for the reason that, you know, look, you know... Uh, the season finales need to be cool, <laughs> yeah. and I really, you know, like we've been on this planet for three years. We knew that thing was a spaceship for three years. You know, we we saw it take off in, in the you know the opening moments of the pilot. You know, we kind of cheated with progeny and getting the city into space and stuff like that. It was I I, I thought, you know, no, knowing the potential you know changes that we were going to make in the in the fourth season. I thought it would be a nice, there would be a sense of roundness to it, uh, you know, if we were to sink the city again and then have it take off. I mean, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. like, it's all just cool stuff. You know, like, at the end of the day, that's a, I'm just, like, this is going to be a a really awesome <laughs> thing to do. It's a city, and,
0: not a yo-yo, Martin.
1: Yes, I know, I know. <laughs> I, know I know, I'm haunted by that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was before the lanterns came and turned everything <laughs> on. So, um, you know, it's a, uh, it, it, it was uh I just thought it was an exciting way to get into the next part of the season, and that's what you're always looking for. you're looking, you're looking and it kind of you know it, it felt very, very organic, you know, how we got to and got out of that problem. So you know it, the, the, the trick is is, you know we, we try to stay ahead, we try to develop as, ahead as much as possible, but you know I think realistically, at the end of the day, it's you know, you look, we're, 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 we're developed into, I think, episode 12. And it's right about now where we think, okay, how, how the hell are we going to end this year? You know, like we're only three weeks into production and we're still starting to get nervous about mm-hmm. uh, how we end. How, how do we end great? And um, that was a good idea on how to end great mm-hmm. and came organically out of the rest of the work that we had been doing that season. And so hopefully we find something, something else like that this year.
0: What is this season going to offer you as a writer?
1: Well, like I mentioned, time already, yeah. you know, which is uh, really the most valuable asset. You know, it's it's tough because you know writers tend to write, especially television writers. You tend to write with whatever bracket you have. So if you have five days, that's not necess- this the you know the script won't necessarily be better if you have twenty five days. It will just take you longer mm-hmm. to write. So I think the goal for me personally is to not take the you know to like have stuff. Still try to write quickly so that I have time to really perfect. As opposed to like, oh, you know, it's hard sometimes looking here and they're like, oh, when do I have to have this episode? Ah, it preps in May, you know, and here we are, at, you know, barely the end of March, and you're like, ah, I got plenty of time to surf the. Old, I wonder what Gateworld's up to, you know. Like it's really, it, it's tough to stay focused with those you know, with those kind of long deadlines, you know. And so. Just, it's going to require an enormous amount of self discipline for all of us to kind of stay on top of the lead that we <laughs> already it. have. And uh, uh, um, when it, there's always, you know, writing is no fun. There's always more fun things to be doing, right? We make a TV show here. You know, there's, you can wander in the art department, talk to them. You can eat up your time very easily doing productive things. But really, what we should be doing is putting our ass in the seat and, you know, grinding out episodes. So. Uh, I guess personally, that's was that the question? Was what, what do I want? To say? What does it
0: offer you as a writer this year? Oh,
1: yeah. What yeah. does it offer me? I, I really like my job. I mean, I really, you know, I, I do. I just I, I like I like everybody that comes to work for the most part, and uh, <laughs> the most part. <laughs> and uh, the people I don't like, I don't like to ha- I don't need to have a lot of interaction with. And 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 you know, I I love the group of writers that we have together, and and uh, you know, Alex and Lauren, we you know. This is too much fun. We are being paid very handsomely to have an enormous amount of fun here. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine a situation where I'd be like, I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Where yeah. would you like to see Atlantis end up at the end of the year? Not the physical city itself, show overall. Well,
1: I hope we hold on to viewers. I mean, you know, that's, that's really it. I just, you know, like we have our back third, uh, back half of th- season three airing right now. And it, it makes me a little nervous because... Uh, you know, there has been such a long gap, and Mm. also the show is so readily available on the Internet. Like, I I can go to YouTube right now. We just clamped down on a lot of them, but, I, you know, I can still go to YouTube right now, and, you know, all of a sudden episodes will start streaming for free, you know? And if I want to spend a little more time, I can get them in better quality than they'll air in the United States. So, you know, that's a problem, (laughs) I think. That is going to, you know, I, I think... You know, the core of our show is 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 incredibly intelligent and, and technically savvy people for the most part, and so, you know, I for one, if, you know, show I liked was airing two months before. You know, it was where I lived. Uh, I would sure as hell download it. You know, and I do do that for HBO stuff. Um, so I can't blame them, but you know, it's 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 a dangerous game though. You know, you know, I th- I, I actually think that Battlestar was being hurt. By how much it was being downloaded, like it's it's the most watched show that no one watches, you know. Like more <laughs> people watch that show than they watch ours. I think, you know, just talking to people on the street and in planes and in bars yeah. and stuff like that. And, and, and happening online. But no one watches that show when it airs. You know, everyone downloads it off of iTunes or watches the DVDs when it comes out. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the business model is such at the moment that that's is
0: very bad for the health of shows. Needs some tweaking, perhaps, the system.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you can't change that. It's, there's, no, there's no point in being angry or, you know, r- r- regretful or, you know, they should count iTunes, or, you know, because they shouldn't. The reality is, is that, you know, a lot of the money that makes these shows comes from the network that airs them, and they make their money off of advertising. So, you know, the... the you can never forget in this business that it is basically at the end of the day my job to sell toothpaste, cars, and you know, crappy gadgets. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's that's my job. I'm a toothpaste and car salesman. And uh, I'll distract you just long enough for you to watch those commercials. And the second that we stop being able to do that is the second that we stop being able to do our jobs. And so uh, uh, it's uh, it's frightening in one way, but in another way there's really nothing we can do about it. So. I think I feel like we've done our job. I feel like the shows are good, and, uh, and how, how they are consumed is kind
0: of our, out of our control. Are you looking forward to writing for Amanda a little bit more often and writing for Jewel?
1: Oh, for sure. Well, I, I was, you know, uh, I'm a huge firefighter. I cannot say that. Firefly fan. I'm a huge Firefly fan. And so uh, when she came and did Instinct, and she was great, but she was under, you know, 40 pounds of makeup. So she's a very pretty lady. And so it's, I was like, this is kind of a dumb use of jewel. I mean, she was great. I just thought, yeah. kind of wasted her. And we kept saying, oh, we'll bring you back, we'll bring you back, we'll bring you back. And we couldn't really figure out, you know, you don't want to bring her back for just one again. So, So this was, I think, the perfect opportunity. And, you know... Uh, how we had all kind of conceived what this n- new doctor character should be, and uh, she was perfect. She's so delightful. She's such a pro. She's just a welcome addition. And I and I, I hope people give her a chance. You know, like I, I know there's a lot of Carson people that would be like, you know, no, d- I will never accept Jewel. And then you know, hopefully it'll be like the uh, that Simpsons episode where Barney replaces Chief Wiggum in the uh, their barbershop grenade and they're like, boo. He's got a beautiful voice. I can live with it. That's so you know, it's right. like so. It, I, she's great, and she has a, a beautiful voice. It's kind of strange, but uh, but yeah, no, I love I love writing for for Amanda. You know, I, I've written uh, you know two out of the three Atlantises that she that she's been on, and and um, so yeah.
0: So basically, the message to fans this year: don't pass judgment before you see it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, look. I I'm worse than anybody, you know. When I hear rumors about stuff and you know, spoilers about this, I go, "Well, that is a terrible idea. They do not know what they are doing." And <laughs> uh that is that is crazy. But give us the benefit of the doubt. You know, like there there's uh, you know, there's a lot of things, especially you know, I'm going to get into trouble here, but like with the 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 comings and goings of cast, people assume that we're doing it just because uh, you know, a whim of storytelling. Like, I just came into the office one morning, and I was like, you know what? I got this great idea, but it only works if we kill Beckett, you know? And yeah. everyone's like, okay, sure, let's do it, you know? Or same with Rainbow. You know, there, there are there is a greater political thing, you know? This is about a bunch of people that need to work smoothly together for things to work, and, um, uh, Doesn't you know... It always
0: happen you know you it can't it doesn't always it's, it's, look
1: it's not a perfect world we have you know there was two doctor weirs you know <laughs> like it's yeah. uh you know you can't do that all <laughs> the time and so uh you know and i'm not saying that about paul by the way paul paul's a whole other set of reasons but uh um you know it's just uh so, so sometimes I get frustrated that they're like, well, why would they do that? And I just want to be like, because we had to. There was no choice. You know, we have to make it work. Just like, you know, we're trying to make it work yeah. as best as we can, given the situation that we have. You You're know? Not doing it to screw with fans. No, like, not I mean, often. it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, sometimes... You know, some people are like, "Well, why, why was the tail in that episode?" And you're like, well, "You know, because Rachel, you know, had to be some like physically had to be somewhere else." You know, sometimes there're family emergencies that come up. You know, like you know, uh, you know, someone's someone's parents die; they have to leave. You know, and so it's like stuff like that. Like, I, I mean, you know, it's that I, I'm not asking to be forgiven for any of that because I certainly don't take that into consideration when I watch shows. But just in the processing of spoilers, I feel like there's a there is there's a there's a quick to judge kind of like. Well, they're doing that to f with us, as opposed to we're doing it because we have to. Mm-hmm. Last year, when we talked to you, you you made a really interesting statement about season three. You said season three has got to do something really interesting. It's got to,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: show's got to turn a corner. Yeah. And we've got to take risks. How well do you think that you executed that for season three? And then what would you have to say about what season four has to do? Well, it's a great question. I. I think it's really hard for me to answer it though you know because it's kind of a uh, it's really hard for us we 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 do as best we can we try to keep up on the message boards and you know gauge by the ratings and stuff like that i I think season three was really well received, you know, and I think it was not a marked departure from season two, but definitely we we tried we're we're definitely using a season 3 model on season 4 as opposed to a season 1 and 2 model which is not being afraid to do character-centric shows not being afraid to have longer lasting multi-arcs you know and trying whenever we can to you know veer a little different and potentially dark and so um so i think we were successful some of my favorite episodes of the whole series or in season three. Like, there's a disproportionate amount of episodes that I love in season three versus seasons one and two. So I think we... But that should be anyway, because we need to be better all the time. And so looking into season four, I think, you know... You know, I don't want to repeat myself, but every year we try to... Every year I think we go in with more confidence. Every year we... Know what we can do, technically, you know, better. You know, like the we. You, you, this is the first year, for instance, that we haven't lost a visual effects supervisor. You know, our main visual. Like we're going into season four right now with the same visual effects supervisor that we had in season three, and even something as small as that is a huge deal. You know, like it's because you've developed a shorthand. You both know. You know what you can do. You've kind of figured out. You know, like we had a conversation the other day about. I was really unhappy with m- how most of the explosions look on the show, you know, and uh, digitally, and so that's something we're going to fix, you know. So I-, I feel like we are in a, you know, in a much better position financially, time-wise, personnel-wise. I feel like, you know, we the 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 interpersonal dynamics on set and in the office are running a lot smoother than they ever have. So you know, I just. Uh, and, and but that being said, it kind of feels very new, uh, because we don't have Brad and Rob around anymore, you know, and that's a, huge, that's a huge deal. They are the patriarchs of this franchise, and they are focusing predominantly on the feature films. That's not to say they're not involved, but from a day-to-day situation, you know, Joe and Paul are my boss, and that's awesome you know, like it's a really, it kind of feels like the parents are away and the you older know... Older brothers are... Yeah, exactly, and we get to just go and make this crazy TV series on our own you know, and so that's incredibly liberating in a way and it's incredibly frightening as well because you've, we've kind of always relied on them to you know, pick up those those those, those fumbles and so far, they've still been doing that. You know, like they they they're reading all the scripts. They're you know sitting in on some of the breaking sessions. They're giving great notes, and uh, you know. But but uh, it's it's weird. They've been it's a it's a strange thing. You know, turning over new management, so to speak, especially when the other guys are in the building. You know, like they're they they've been very. everyone's kind of trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. They're trying to be respectful to Joe and Paul and, you know, not, they don't want Joe and Paul to feel like second-class showrunners, you know, like, you know, showrunners in name only and, 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 but they, you know, we've obviously gotten into situations where Brad and Rob maybe disagree with Joe and Paul. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been a really interesting year and, and not at all in a negative way. I just, uh, you know, I miss seeing Brad around the office as much and, uh, uh, but you know it's he's taking some much deserved uh, time off, you know, and mm-hmm. not coming in every day. And, you know like uh, I'd be doing the same thing if I was in his position. so um, so that's that in itself has given the year kind of a different flavor than, than anything else.
0: Wormhole disengaged.